carry your Bible in your hand, whatever format you came to church with, hard copy, soft copy, whatever format, media, let's get into the, into the, into the world for 10, 15 minutes. 33, verse 3 of Jeremiah, I will be very fast. Call to me and I will answer you. It's our contemplation for this month. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow. Father, bless the preaching and the teaching of your word in Jesus' name. Please get comfortably seated. This scripture has never left me and I don't think it will leave me for many, many, many years to come. I don't think so. It shows me the power and the efficacy of prayer. Listen to me. That prayer is essentially a communication and God in returns answers your prayer by showing you stuff. So if you call yourself a prayer person, I'm expecting to have revelation from you. I'm expecting to have insight. I'm expecting to have something deep. That's what it means to be a prayer person. So, Pastor Paul, I've been praying for the past seven days. Then the next I want to hear is that what have you seen in the last seven days? All right? So, it's close to prophetic. It's close to prophecies. It's close to all of those. But more importantly, I want to see from the place of vision, vision, dreams, okay, and projection. So, which means that when you are praying, God shows you what you will become. Or God shows you your divine ordination in the capacity in which he has given it. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow. In other words, you don't know it about yourself. That is who you are. But you don't know it about yourself. You are a billionaire, but you don't know it that you are a billionaire. There's a difference between confessing and knowing. Because what gives credence and power to confession is what you have known. And what you know is a product of what has been revealed. So prayer helps us to see. So in my contemplation for effective answers in the place of prayer, the Spirit of the Lord directed me this morning to share with you a very powerful component that assisted the intention of God to see and to show. To cause you to see and to help you to show. For example, when the Lord spoke to Jeremiah, and God's about to bring about a major shift in the life of Jeremiah. God enabled him to see. He brought him into a place of discovery. Don't lose me on this. This morning I beg you, don't lose me. Get out this thing. Okay? So God helped him to see. And he said, Jeremiah, what have you said? I see an animal tree. And the word came from the Lord. Thou have seen where? In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall see where? If you don't see where you can't go, where you can't travel, where it can be where. Very simple presentation, very heavy. If you don't see where you can't go, where you can't travel, where you can't apply things well, you can't execute well, those who don't see where makes a lot of mistakes. They take a lot of wrong steps. You say, thou have seen where. And now I am committed to hasten to perform what you have seen. Jeremiah chapter 1. You have seen where. That was what God said. You have seen where. You have seen where. And the same thing applicable to Abraham. When God called him, the Bible said God took him to see the stars of the sky. And to see the suns by the seashore in their innumerable and numerous capacity. In their immeasurable, uncountable capacity. And God said, listen carefully. That is the description of my promise upon your life. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't brag about what you heard from God if you have not come to discovery. You can hear things, but what expatiates, enlarges, and brings you to serious solidification is what God has enabled you to see, sir, in addition to what you have heard. And when Abraham saw the stars and saw the relevant comparison, the songs by the seashore. Look at it. The Bible says God spoke to him. That is how the, your descendant shall be. Chapter 13 of Genesis. That is how your descendants shall be. Can you see now? So in other words, he was expecting a descendant. He was expecting generational blessings, but he does not know the expanse of it. Listen to me. There is nothing wrong to understand what God wants you to know. And to embrace it and run in the reality. That is what justifies your real work with God. 
Now listen carefully. So if I'm a person of prayer, and that's what God to show me what aids, what assists, what enhances that capacity of seeing clearly is what I am here to share with you. And it's called meditation. Don't lose me on this. It's called meditation. Every man needs it. In fact, the day is Father's Day. If a man is poor in meditation, he will, he will live a poor life. Because one of the reasons why they run to you as a man or as a father is for solution. And every masculine gender should understand that. The reason why they run to you, they come to you as a man is because they believe you have solution. That is why a lady can go to the same school that you go to at the same level of schooling, same primary school, same level in primary school, same secondary school, same level in secondary school, same university, same level in university, same year of graduating, same place um, for serving, same place of working, and at the same time, she's expecting more from you. Am I communicating? And when matter becomes a real matter, she says to you, but you are a man. But you are a man. You are a man. And before you start condemning everything around you, you've got to be a person that embraces the truth first. Alright? God encourages, God strengthens when men cry. God comes to clean up their tears. God does that. There's a place for all of those. But first of all, if you check the psychology of God, you check the reasoning of God, the mental region of God, you will understand that God created man in that understanding, in that concept. The first man he created, he loaded him with Job. Before thinking of comfort for him, he gave him Job. Just see the Bible. So there's no room for a lazy woman, a lazy man rather. No room for lazy man, no room for excuse giving men. No room. I'm your pastor and I'll be real with you. The first man, and God created the first man by his own handiwork, by his own involvement, by his own engagement. He stood so low and he walked literally with the clay and a molded man after his own likeness. Literally, God did. Literally, God did. So he was practically involved and literally, after he saw what he has created, literally, God breathed into his nostril and man became a living being. That was what God did. But in spite of God's divine involvement, he's no dead thing with responsibilities. So don't tell me you come from God and everybody should pity you as a man. No, sir. You're going to carry your cross and follow God. You're going to face this thing. You're going to be tough. We're going to be a bit tough with men. It's the psychology of God. It's the reasoning of God. It's the way God himself started the whole deal. And it was after God was true with all of those that God said, now nah, let me just give him some level of comfort. That was why God had thought of giving him a, someone that would be comparable to him and assist him in the assignment. All the ladies hearing me online, on site, even after this service, whenever I hear this message, I'm, I'm telling the truth, never get comfortable with a man who doesn't have a job. Who doesn't have a vision, no pursuit, no assignment. Any love that you have for any man that is not rooted in assignment is nonsense. Because it's not God's ordination. You can't love an empty person. You can't love a jobless person. You can't love somebody who's not in pursuit of anything. Look at me. You can't love somebody who's not making money. I wish this one can go viral. Why will you love a man that's not making money? Why will you? Now, all the men, if you don't greet other service, no problem, I'm fine. But why should they marry if you are not making money? You are not making money, you are not progressing in life. Nothing is happening around you. You look rejected, dejected at all times. No, that is false to divine pattern and divine template. Every man must appear and strength appears. When every man must appear and courage appears, hope appears. When a man appears, there should be strength in display. That should be charisma. That should be vision. That should be dynamism. That should be intelligence. That should be wisdom. That should be, you know, capacity and competence. Oh, some men are going to go after me after now. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You God, that's what, that's what a man is. Don't worry, you'll be pampered, you'll be encouraged, but don't say for that first. I pity many women or many ladies who are into that captivity. They live in a relationship that every day they must pet the guy. They pet him in the morning, pet him in the noon, pet him in the night, pet him in the midnight. Until it makes you, your life of no relevance. So, if that is embraced without objection, and in case you object, it's fine. God will give you understanding. But if that is embraced without objection, then you must then understand that meditation is every man's weapon. 
But more importantly, meditation is an enhancement in the place of prayer, particularly prayer that will enjoy clarity. Don't lose me on this. I keep saying Prayer that will enjoy what? Clarity. Because God brings you into the place of prayer or God expects you to come to the place of prayer so he can show you, sir. He can show you. And if it's only about showing, then I must be clear when I'm praying. Oh, light, enter this house. I must be clear when I'm praying. I must have clear sight, clear mind, everything clear. Clear when I'm praying. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I worship you. I honor you as you begin worship. There will be clarity. Clear. And what makes it so clear is meditation. Meditation makes so so potent, so effective in all deliveries, including prayer deliveries, prayer engagement, both in its processes, in its declaration, and its results. You are clear, sir. You are clear. And there are some people hearing my voice now, but this time last year, last year rather, but this time next year, we'll be celebrating your new season, but you will say at the end of the day, I was not confused. I'm teaching another bold part. Another bold part of prayer. I was not confused. I knew this will happen. I knew it will happen. I knew I would be this great. I knew I would be this phenomenal. You may not like my statement, but I knew I would not be a local chapter pastor. I've always known that. I've always known that. I knew that my legs will carry the gospel across the nations of the world. And so when I was in the midst of my contemporaries and my friends within my community, within my consistency, by no negotiation, by no planning as it were, God begins to pick me out and pick me out and pick me out and pick me out, took me to Ghana, took me to London, took me to America, took me to Kenya, and South Africa is opening. Many doors of nations are opening. Took me, took me, took me. Sir, and he's still taking, and he shall yet take, and he will keep taking. You know why? I knew from day one. It was clear. Sir, prayer is sweet when you are living in clarity. It's clear. You cannot be praying without clarity, sir. It's clear. It doesn't matter. Sir, it's clear. This is a very powerful message we are hearing this morning. And meditation is what you go to that place of clarity. We're going to show, you always know that you're going to be a billionaire. You know it, sir. By meditation, you know you can be barren. You know you are married. Sir, all this one that no man is coming your way, forget it. They will soon rush you. Because meditation will make it so clear in your heart. That, uh, and so when you are praying, you are praying on the place of that clarity. And so it makes so potent and effective in deliveries. Meditation is a gift for effective prayer life. It's a gift for effective prayer life. I love those who are writing down, making notes, and listening. Because by the time you are leaving the service this morning, you'll be so empowered for effective meditation. To meditate, therefore, means to roll over in thoughts. Mind is of my words. To moose. It means to reason. It means to process stuff. Okay? It means to capture an understanding deeply. When you capture understanding deeply, you must have been involved in meditation. It says, give me understanding and I shall live. Can you see now? So when you are coming in the place of prayer, you are praying as a man who is living, who is alive. So you are praying about marriage. You are praying from the place of life. It's clear, sir. You've captured understanding deeply. It's clear. You have rolled over in thoughts. You have engaged in sound wrestling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please put it out for me. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever what? Think. No, it's think first. Think or ask. So a person of meditation is a place of a deep thought. Oh Lord, how great are thy works. Great are your works. Because your thoughts are very what? Deep. So, great works answer to deep thoughts. Great works answer to deep thoughts. So, great answers in prayer will answer to deep meditation. Meditating on the word of God. 
living the life of meditation. Meditation brings you into clarity of thoughts and agenda. The depth of God is unraveled by meditation. Every prayer person must embrace this truth. Because prayer must give you answers. And your answers are what we call exploits. So meditation brings you to clarity of thoughts and agenda. The depth of God is unraveled by meditation. The depth of God. The depth of God. And it's good to pray from the place of depths. The Bible says the deep collect unto the deep. So if you say you're a deep believer, mm, you know those days, I don't know now, when you see Christians in church and they are praying, and they are like, mm, say Jim Jim brother. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so we call them Jim Jim brother. Everything is Jim Jim. The way they respond, mm, the way they pray, the way they do things, everything looks so deep. But sometimes those things are just charismatic exercise. Many, are, many, many, many do not even leave that level, that surface. But there is nothing that takes you deep than meditation. When you are deep, sir, in thoughts, in wrestling, I will soon get there. Deep in conviction, you collect onto the deep. You collect onto the deep. You can tell how your five years will look like. It's clear to you, sir. You have assessed clarity and you are taking your clarity to God in prayer. And God just has to agree with you because God knows that you are speaking of a way of illumination. You are cleared. Praise God. You are as powerful as your meditation. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. Chapter 1 of Joshua, verses 1 to 9. Look at it. You are as powerful as your meditation. I'm going to run this very quickly so you can grab understanding. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, N-U-N, who murders the son. People have said the word Nun means nobody. You don't have to be anybody if you can follow God. He knows how to make a son of nobody to become somebody. So, he's dead now. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. There's a close to a chapter. And a new chapter is about to be opened, and I'm focusing on you. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that is all of your foot we tread upon, I have given you, as I have said to Moses. Pay attention. God was loaded with promises. God was loaded with assurances. God was loaded with divine backing. Pay attention. From the wilderness and from the wilderness, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. Oh, God gave me the expanse of his, of his, of, of his, yes, of his occupation. Where you will occupy no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That is very powerful, man. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. What more can you receive from God than this? I'm go Don't lose me. Don't lose me. No time to pick it one by one. So I'm preaching that I'm reading it. What more can you receive from God? From verse 1 to verse 5, opens up. Moses is gone. And I want to start something new. And what I didn't complete in Moses, I want to use it to complete it, to take them to the, to the promised land. And these are the expanse of dominion I have made available. I will back you up. Nobody will contend with Nobody will fight. Nobody will destroy you. Everything, the promises, the, the promises, the promises, the backing works there. Now, let's see verse 6. After God finished back, he said, now be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance, the Lord shall swore to their fathers to give them. In other words, they have not received ancient promises. Sometimes we carry on our head ancient promises. Either in our existence or as carry over from previous generations ahead of us. In other words, there are things God has said to your family, to your career, to your business for Generation before now, and when you are born and you begin to grow, and you, you come to the knowledge of it, you are in the awareness of it, but it's still hanging on the head. It's still hanging on your head, unfulfilled, unmaterialized. Let's go ahead. He said, Now I will do everything for you, but I need to be very strong. Verse 7 Only be strong and very courageous. I don't walk with the weak, I don't walk with those who are weak. He said, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do, you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from me to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Okay? 
This book of the Lord, therefore, shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe. You may what? To do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Then you will have what? Verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and have good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In other words, every new season and transition, that is every grip in your heart, will only come to pass by meditation. I will show you that. From verse 1, God spoke very powerfully about the new beginning, the new transition, and his interest upon Joshua, his backup, his everything. He said, now I have spoken to you, there's an assurance that I am the one involved. I can't do this thing without your strength. I can't do this without your strength. I need to be strong and be courageous. But the source of strength and courage is to allow this word of God to be in you day and what? Night. Doing what with it? Rolling over, meditating, observing. So once you allow this one to stay in your heart by thinking and observing to do according to what is in it, strength will come. And once strength comes, hear me, your ways become prosperous. And when your ways are prosperous, you have no doubt you will burst into good success. Like I told you the other day, in other words, good success is a product of prosperous ways. You see that? Prosperous ways. So if your ways are not prosperous, no matter how much you are praying, nothing will happen. So you have to pray from the place of strength. That is clear. God said it, but it's clear in my heart. Verse 1 to 5, God said it, God assured him. 6 to 9, clear in his spirit. Sir, take to the next dimension all that God has said to you. And what will freshly, you know, deduce from God's word should be so strong in your heart that it solidifies everything God has said. And so when you are praying, sir, you are not praying from the place of weakling. Oh, that is the word. You are praying from the place of strength. You are praying from the place of courage. So praying from the place of courage is not igoju. Igoju in translation means what? It's not an empty brave face. Not an empty brave face. Not a no substance brave face. So it's not about igoju stuff. Yeah, empty brave face. I said, oh, I'm going to be great. No, 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 sir. There is a strength from within. From the place of clarity of all the Lord has said, it gives you strength. So you are praying from that place of strength. It's clear, sir. He said, verse 9, he said, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, be courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So when you are praying from that place of strength, you have a, an assurance of divine presence. Glory to God. Divine presence. I told you that day that when somebody is praying, one of the things you're going to know is that you have a magnetic field called God's presence. From the place of strength. So I can't see somebody praying and still behaving so weakly. No, sir. The beauty of every new season and transition is that it is a grip in your heart. Very gripped in your heart. So if, if you burst into a new season, the question is this. How gripped is that destiny in your heart? A clarity. And you take that position to God in place of prayer. Destiny is gripped by conviction. So God spoke to Joshua, but God needed him to be convinced about what he said to him. Hope you're hearing me. God told you that you're going to travel around the world. He told you, but are you convinced about it? Meditation keeps you in conviction. Thou shalt meditate day in, day and night. That you may carefully observe all that is written there. So I told you, this is what will happen, and I've given you the book, but please, stay in clarity. Stay in clarity. See, what happens is this. When you stay in that clarity, fear can't gain entrance. Or certainties can't gain entrance. Unpleasant information can't gain entrance. So, Pastor Paul, quickly, help time is going. So, what do I do to then be strong in meditation so I can stay in this clarity? So, when I'm praying, I'm praying from the place of clarity. Number one, be strong in the word of God. Get the word. The word of God is the source of meditation. The word of God is the source of meditation. 
Every child of God, every prayer person must have God's word in his heart. The word of God you have come to believe, you have come to embrace, you have come to stay strong with. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 to 3, very powerful. Your delight is in the word. And the word of God is what comes from the study of the Bible. Is what comes from the preaching of the word of God. Is what comes from the researching of the scriptures. And taking the relevant scriptural materials until you stumble into something that you can stay on. Hear this. You may read a thousand books. It does not mean you have a thousand wells. Because what changes lives are not thousands wells. What changes life is one world. But yet you must be diligent enough to search for wells. You think what I'm saying? So somebody can have thousands of books in his bookshelf. He might even be diligent reading them offhand. But there is no conviction on any word from those 1,000 books. So he will tell you tomorrow. He say, me, I'm a reader. It's not lying. But you, can, you see his life red. He's a reader, but his life is red. The problem is that he truly reads. He truly has bookshelf. He truly has a special library in his house. But there is no one word in his spirit. Hope I'm teaching you this morning. And you will soon understand. And what makes the water stay in your spirit is when you grab it by meditation. You grab it and you expose the meditation. Look at it. Blessed is the man. Chapter 1, verse, we need to run. Is the man who walks not in the counsel of the, God, of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but is delight. That is the first thing, sir. The word delight means internal pleasure, a deep seated pleasure. Unfortunately, we live in a age that many Christians do not have what I call deeper pleasure in God's world. We want music, we want ambience, we want efficiency, we want vibes, we want uh, motivational speaking, we want managerial studies, we want administrative stuff, we want quick way of doing it, we want 21 ways to get it done, 21 ways to get things done. We want all of those stuff, but we do not want the word of God. And it shows in our listeners to study the Bible. It shows in our listeners to concentrate on the message. Why must you be still doing their preaching? Oh, that preacher preaches for a long time. It's a lie from the pit of hell. The first 10 minutes of preaching, you are, you are snoring. Oh, Pastor, but I didn't sleep overnight. You just lied. Because while you were dancing for 30 minutes, you didn't sleep. Yes, I didn't debate with you. You didn't sleep all, the, all, all through the night. For personal engagement, I agree with you. But why didn't you sleep when you were dancing? Why didn't you sleep when you were eating pleasantries in the church? You look nice, you look nice. How are you? Oh, let's dance, let's worship. You didn't sleep, but once, let's open the Bible. And you get seated. First two minutes, you are gone. Have you ever asked yourself that the greatest sleeping tablet you can have is God's word? I'm telling the truth. Get to your house tomorrow and you, and you are restless, you can't sleep. Carry your Bible. Try it. Carry your Bible. You will sleep without any nurse attending to you. You will not even use your drugs, your sleeping drugs. Because as far as nature and the devil is concerned, they are scared for you to have a delight. Not the ink of the Bible, don't make a mistake. Not the ink. Not the ink. Because the Bible is in different formats now. It's in iPad, it's in iPhone, it's in Galaxy, it's in different formation. You can screen the scripture and put it. And You see, it's in different ways. So it's not about the ink. It's about your delight. Delight is a serious, pleasured, deeper pleasure. Delight, deeper pleasure. You love God. You eat it. It's your pleasure. Can I be honest with you? It's like when you like a meal. You know the way you are fascinated and everything about you longs for that meal. And if that meal is not satisfactory, there is a sense of internal satisfaction. Am I communicating? God's word got to be much more than that to you. And the word you need for you to stay on can come from preaching, can come from personal study of the Bible. So it's from delight. It's delight. Look at it. His delight is in the law of the law. And in his law, he does what? Meditates. Day and night. Please don't lose me on this. If you want your prayer to have express answer, you must gain delight in God's word. You must enjoy the word. If they ask you that what you love most about God and about church, about whatever, before you mention any other thing, you better mention the word. 
not by intelligent answer, but by reality. You know, some of us, we know what to say, but we are not living it. Can I come your way? Can I come close to you? You know what to say, but, but not that you are living it. There are many smart students. There are many smart personalities. Everywhere around the world, they know what to say, but they don't live it. So when they ask you, what is the best thing? Don't just say the word, ah, the word, because formatting. Is that what we should say? What is your lifestyle? You have a delight. You rejoice at the word as a man who has found what? A great spoil. And it is a man that has a delight in the word that can meditate on the word. You know how somebody you love visits your house and you can't just let the person go. And after the person has gone, it's just a memory in your heart. You are just reflecting. That's what is meditation. You are just reflecting on the good time. How the person spoke. How the baby made you feel so special. How the person brought the gift for you. How you had meal together. How you laughed together. You are just remembering. And each of the words the person said, you can't forget for many years to come. And you are telling the person, I remember the first day. How you came into my life like an angel. You came into my life so sweet, so wonderful. You said this. You said that. If you want to prove I'm right or wrong, go and meet my wife behind. And say to my wife, what did Pastor Paul say to you? when she met you, she still remembers our forgotten all. She still remembers. Don't look at me like that. You are saying some things now you will soon forget. But when you came, you came. Praise God. You get the gist now? Because our totality was into me. Our delight. Our delight. Our delight. How do I remember God's word? Have a delight in the world. That is, don't struggle to cram Bible, you will forget. Have delight. What I just narrated now, there is no cramming there. No cramming. Those who are cramming scriptures don't remember scriptures. You don't cram, and you don't carry cram Bible to prayer. You don't go to prayer and cram it. That is why those days, I, I love all this, uh, um, 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 in, you know, in Yoruba culture and Yoruba movie in Lagos, West Africa, as you guys don't know about, that's Father Yoluru. At the second name, yeah? Abijah, I love them. Ah, I love you too. When they are doing drama like that, and they will just come and say, Oh, look at the girl, 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 they don't eat them. They don't eat flesh to flesh. They have hurt it. And you don't need to. That's what's called meditation. That's what happens. When you understand the word, you don't cram it to God. You say it to God. And like we spoke last Sunday, saying is from the place of where flow. It flows. You look at sickness, it flows out. You look at poverty, it flows out. Because remember, meditation puts you in clarity. You are not seeing death that dear death it's not part of your internal region, it's not there. So you look at sickness eyeball to eyeball and you pray from the place of clarity because you have a delight. When you catch such word in the service on your way to your house, you keep remembering it. How can you hear Pastor for 40 minutes, one hour, and there is nothing you can reflect on for that same day or the following day? That is what people are. He says, delight is in the law of the law. In it, he meditates. What? What will not happen to him? Look at it. Look at the results. Answers. Look at what happened to him. Justify consistency of scriptures. The same thing Joshua said. The same thing Sam is saying. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's not testimony. His life is a life of plantation, conviction. You can't be a prayer person whose root is like this. Look at me. Some people, when, when you are praying, this is how God sees you. Your root is like this. You have no root in Christ. You have no root in the world. You have no root of faith. And you are praying. I'm going to give you a thousand, a thousand miles journey. It's, it's catch. Because, okay, who can help me here? Ola Kesh, come. You're a good drama uh, actor. You can dramatize a lot. Stay here. In one second, you must get there. So I am praying to God, it's well-rooted, it's two feet are rooted in the world, planted. It's planted by light, by conviction. It's clear. 
He has entered meditation and things are clear. Eh? And me and him, God says, in one second, I will take you there. Where faith is. Right? So I will take you there. And God, so look at me, I'm like this. See, you know. See, like a lightning, he got there. But me. Oh God! The person who is rooted has gone. You are still sweating in prayer. He's testifying. Thank you, son. He's testifying. You see, the first statement, my son, come. He said, it shall be like a tree. What? Planted. Okay, then. Planted. Meditation brings to the place that you are planted, you are cleared. By the rivers of water. It's planted and has a supply from heaven. Of rivers that brings forth, look at it, is fruit in its season. I love this verse so much. In other words, what should happen now? Start happening. That's the season. What will happen next season? We'll not escape it. What will happen? We'll not escape it. Please don't be offended. So you get married when you should get married. You bear children when you should bear children. You travel when you travel. And it's like something is, something organizes your life. Who is like that here? I can relate. Who can relate here? There are some things that happen in your life. It's like somebody's organizing it. Hey, don't miss this one. It's heavy. It's like somebody's organizing it. That's what is happening here. I was going to Kenya as if I was going to Abuja. It's an African country now. Maybe Africa. It was not the same feeling I would normally have when I'm going to London, when I'm going to America, and I'm going to America to preach. America, boy. You have a feeling of America. But Africa for the first time, no, it's not first time, I've been to Ghana. But okay, okay. I never knew that God organized my life. He shall bring forth his fruit in a season. There is a season for every fruit. And when you are planted in meditation, sir, you don't lose your season. You don't lose your season. You are a seasoned person. If when people thought that you, that this has not happened, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. If you hear this message, you will never be worried about people's complaining about your life. Because they are not the one organizing it. They are not the one organizing it. Yours is to be planted in meditation in clarity. The organizer is at work. He that can do your life is on assignment. He has not gone on vacation. He has not gone on vacation. His food is in. Whose leaf also, ah, I can relate, shall never wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. So you are wondering, why have you not withered? Why are you still fresh? Why are you still having inspiration? Why are you having life within you? Why is the vision still, why is wisdom still coming? Vision is alive. Wisdom is operative. Why? Are you still relevant? Many pastors in Mushi, their light has gone. They have gone to oblivion. Because Mushi is a killer of ethnic ministry. Why are we still raising our head above the water? He shall, his leaves shall never what? Wither. Wants to stay. So when you are now praying from this clarity, see what will be happening. What will be happening? Number two thing is surround yourself with inspiration. If you want to have clarity and dwell in meditation, sir, eh, get the word from the place of delight. Number two, surround yourself with inspiration. Proverbs 4, verse 8 to 9. Please don't lose me on this. Surround yourself with inspiration. Finally, my soul, quickly. Finally, my brethren. It's like a, it's a submission. Finally, Jesus. Finally, Deborah. Finally, faith. Finally, Richard. He said, listen carefully. Whatever things are true. Whatever things are what? Pure. Whatever things are noble. Whatever things are just. Whatever things are pure. Whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, there is anything praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. I didn't write it, Adam. Pastor Robert, I didn't write this. He said, meditate on this. Meditate on these things. The things which you learned, eh, and received, eh, and heard, eh, and saw. My God, you learned them, you received them, you heard them, you saw them. He said, this do. And the God of peace will be with you, my good God. In other words, after all you have gotten it, I'm going to stay in the place of meditation and stay alive. He said, meditate on things that inspire. 
on things that what? Inspires. And he enumerated them so we can be helped. The things you have learned, the things you have received, the things you have what? Heard. And the things you have what? Saw. That inspire. In other words, a man of meditation is that intentionally surround himself with inspirators. Something is bubbling in your mind. Something is activating your mind. So when you are coming to pray, you are not praying from dullness. You are not praying from weakness. You are not praying from darkness. You are clear in your spirit because you are not only in the world, you have also intentionally set up yourself for inspiration. Things that are noble. I love to listen to Bishop Oedeko. I love to see Reverend Victor. I love to see Bishop T.D. Jakes. I love to see what's going on in Koza. What is going on in Aston the Rock. I love to see what is going on around me. I love to see what's going on in Joy Esting Church. I love to see what is going on. I love it. When you see good things from today, you will never criticize it again. Mm-hmm. But the more you criticize good stuff, you are shutting down your capacity for meditation. Because you can only meditate based on your inspiration. What inspires you stays with you. At least for a while. Before you now internalize it by meditation. When something inspires you, it, it, it keeps kicking on your mind. It keeps kicking on your mind. Ah, ah, ah. For a moment. Then with what you are hearing now, you grab it. That is how champions continue in life. So when you come into the place of prayer, see you are praying from that clarity, you are inspired. You are inspired. Not that somebody travels to Canada and says, oh, Canada, bro. Mm. See, you are shutting down. When you are praying, you are praying from doubt, from darkness, from dullness, from casualty. Some people, your prayer is from the place of casualty. You are now wondering why God is not answering you. Why people are against people than you. They are praying with their two feet planted. They are rooted in clarity. They are praying from that strength. You, you are praying from casualty. It doesn't matter that you are younger, you are old. You got to play, pray. So when you hear people, oh, you just bought a new car, they say, ah, oh God, no, be inspired. I see my own coming. Glory to God. Those days when I see my friends, they will be traveling around the world. I'll be, smi- I'll be smiling like this all my life. This smile you see is not fake. Oh. Even when Wally say, Pastor, photograph, your smile. And I say, fake smile. I say, you know, you don't know. I will obey you, but your own is not fake. Because I've been smiling all my life. But today, I, I was smiling, carrying their bags. They are my friends. Carrying their bags to the airport. Excited to receive them at the airport. But today is a different story. When I was using tre- legging this best, what is it now? In Mushi. Legging this best in Mushi. And I'm saying Mushi, sir. Excitedly. I have done several things to engage my journey with my legacy bands. Prayer work is one of them. I will pray from here to Daleko, my door, because I got to go to Daleko and there is no transportation, no car, so I have to talk to prayer work. That prayer work is a necessity to help my legacy bands. Oh, do you have any tracks here? Any flyers? I want to distribute flyers. That distribution of flyers is not because I should do it that time. It's an enhancement of my legacy bands. I got to fuel it. So I fabricated all kinds of fuel to keep the engine of the legacy bands going. Okay? I inclined the car of my legacy bands into my heart and supply all kinds of fabrication to fuel it so I can keep going, sir. And God changed the story. He changed the story. He changed the story dramatically. The first two sets of cars that came was dramatic. One said, I got a new job and this is my car. My God. Um, I want to sell it. I said, how much? I, I said, let me talk to my wife. Oh, my God. So he spoke to his wife. The wife said, I love Ronnie. Oh, people have been loving me. Oh, some people. I love Ronnie. Any amount. My goodness. That is what testimony I'm still regretting tomorrow. I should have said 1,000 naira. I didn't have the money. There's a lady in our fellowship then who was selling gold, gold, gold. She heard about it and she used the money that she used to sell gold and gave me 100,000. So I gave him. Is alive, Pastor Champion. The second one is dramatic. For that brought to you. He saw he was in a trance and saw me driving his Toyota Matrix. The, the rest is story. That's how I got the car. Sir, I was clear and God changed my life. He terminated like did this bank since 1997 forever. 
forever. See, see, and there are people who are around me since 97 who have not gotten a car. I will tell you, it was a pastor. This is a personal journey. Oh, it was the closer. Be inspired. I say, when they say somebody is giving pastor cars, I don't criticize it. Somebody told me that a pastor gave another pastor one billion. I jumped up. I was in using terms as in the hotel a few years ago, and I heard the pastor Christian Kilome gave base in the whole university for a course of engineering a billion era. I jumped up in that car. I said, that is me. 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 You see, what should inspire you so to condemn me? No wonder you are condemned. What should inspire you is what you are, listen carefully, condemn me. Look at my eyes, I'm your pastor. And once you condemn such things, you debar yourself, you decapacitate yourself to either receive it or to do it. So you have no legal standing praying to receive it. No legal standing, no moral standing, no scriptural standing, no covenant standing. It's on me. So actions are made easy by inspirations. Through intentional and selective inspired sources of inspirations as enumerated from that place. Inspired and selected sources of inspirations. Number three, separate yourself, sir. Solitary mood activated. Those who engage in meditation for clarity, they get the word of God they surround themselves with inspirations. Number three, they separate themselves. Can I beg you? Try to invest more in separation for wisdom exploration. Try to invest more in separation for wisdom exploration. You can't be too available. You can't be lost in the crowd. Meditation is enhanced from the place of solitary. The Bible says to us in chapter 18 of Proverbs 1 or 2, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. Help me, guys. A man who isolates himself, Proverbs 18, 1 to 2, a man who isolates himself, look at it, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. That's the desire that he has, she has something deep on his inside. He wants to find that, how do I get this answer? How do I get this my desire? How do I get this land? How do I get this, how can I get married? How do I get this by healing once and for all? So he isolates himself to seek his own desires. He rages against all wise judgment. He's evaluating, he's thinking, he's pondering, he's reasoning, he's traveling deep, he's traveling north, south, west, and east. Look at verse 2. But he's doing that in the place of isolation. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. When you see a fool, they speak from their mouth. A fool never speaks from the inside. Sorry, what is the interpretation of Bao? Lousy or losy. Both lousy and what? Losing. He's very loud and he's very loose. He's a foolish person. Every time a wise person speaks, he's very selective with his presentation. And you can grow yourself in that act until it becomes your lifestyle. When you are anywhere, don't just talk loud and loose. You pick your word once, I mean one by one. Until that becomes, because you know why everything you want to say, that's a quick processing. Because meditation has become your lifestyle. And wisdom will be found. But look at it. But the fool just speaks anyhow. But a man isolates himself. Every intermediate or argues or rages or moves with all kinds of judgment and comes to a place of submission. And Jesus practiced that again and again. He was so powerful because his assignment eh, depends on that reality. Look at it. Jesus did it a lot. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 39. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before the light, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who are with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Sir, you have 80 years to live on the earth. You have 120 years to live on that. You can't leave it for everybody. Everybody is looking for you. Christ, he didn't answer them. Oh. He did his own. He didn't answer them. Look at the next verse. 
Yeah, he didn't answer them. The next thing he said, he said, but he said to them, let us go to the next towns. That I may preach there also. Because for this purpose, I have come forth. Meditation is a tool for purpose. For the pursuit of purpose. He separated himself to have a quiet time to pray, to meditate. He enjoyed his solitary location. And when they were looking for him, he didn't go to those who were looking for him. Sir, hear that one again. He did not go. He saw everybody looking for you must go for. He did not go to those who are looking for him. He had blessed them. They are looking for him for bread or for wine or for the word or for miracles. Whatever is the reason they are looking for him. He knew by his meditation in the solitary place that the next is the next step. You didn't hear what I just said. The next is what? The next step. So he didn't go to them. They are looking for you. I hear you. But let's go to the next towns. So I can preach there also. For this purpose, I was, I came. What is your purpose? Sir, let your prayer become effective. Let that be powerful result in your life's pursuit by engaging in meditation for clarity and seek grace for separation. Seek your assignment and destiny needs quality time of meditation in a quiet atmosphere. I know you are married. It's not a sin. If your house is too noisy, sir, in fact, thank God I remember when I was preparing this message, I told myself to tell everybody in the building, sir, as God begins to bless you, part of your architectural design should be in the understanding of meditation. Stay your builders, all the builders in the building, building for people, building for yourself, make it part. See, sir, that's, that's when you construct your house that when people enter, they can't make noise. Mm-mm, they can't make us. Even if you are living in Olosha, as they enter your house, something in them dies for not making. And I say, a portion, apartment, dedicated for that, that is because that is where clarity is established. And you need that clarity for faith, for conviction, for strength, for the next assignment, for prayer to be rendered unto God in clarity. And God knows you are not confused. Can I hear here? Number four, free yourself from heaviness and bitterness. How to have strong meditation. Free yourself from heaviness and bitterness. Your mind is your assets. So you can't afford to be crowded with bitterness and offenses. Ephesians 4, verse 31 to 32. Let all bitterness, all. My son, please, Ephesians 4. 31, 32. He said, let all bitterness. It doesn't matter where the bitterness is coming from. Ministerial bitterness, disappointment causing bitterness, friends causing bitterness, your wife causing bitterness, your children causing bitterness. Any form and all forms of bitterness. He said, let all bitterness rot, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. 32. With all malice, man shake bong bong to anybody. Don't do malice. You don't need it. It's going to affect the meditation. You should be thinking about God's word your next level. You are thinking about, ah, she's the way she abused me. She's the way she offended me. You can't go for like that. And be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Forgive one another. Even as God in Christ forgave you. You know why? Because meditation is your assets. You need a free mind. That is why I don't like making too much friends these days. You know what? My heart is my asset. Guard your heart with all, with all diligence. For out of it does what proceeds the issues of life. I need my heart to meditate. I need my heart to pray. For conversion is made unto salvation. With the heart one believes. I need my heart to believe things. I need my heart to believe God's word. I need my heart to live in my purpose. I need my heart to live in my assignment. If you can't be my friend, let it be. If you can't be my mentor, let it be. If you can't be my father, let it be. If you can't be my son, let it be. I am working every day not to struggle for sons, not to struggle for daughters, not to struggle for friends, not to struggle for mentorships, not to struggle for mentors, not to struggle for fathers, not to struggle for platforms, not to struggle for connection. I don't like a procritical adventure. I don't like negative vibes. I don't like negative politicking. I want to be free in my mind so I can believe God's word, so I can have separation from meditation. I can enjoy exclusivity. I can enjoy my environment required for my expectations so I can live the life God has called me to live. Is that helping anybody? The things you are struggling for, forget it. Except it's not God. 
If God is the chief executive of the global affairs of this world, you will give me your own. Yours is to work. Don't struggle with any. If I hear any lady in this church struggling with a guy, I say, how many of you are struggling with this one? I say, we are four. Ha. Ah. Deborah, gift. Eh? You're not your own, my daughter. Is ah, the brother gift, Jay and uh, Janet. Ah, Pastor, hmm. Pastor. When I called him, you, you did not was here, you know, the grandson, Jay was with him. Ah, Pastor, hmm. I told him, he said we should go out. So I got there very early. He quickly came out. I saw hmm. Fashi. Oh, my team, Mary. You think, Blair, let me go now. Better live long. In other words, let me interpret. You are not yet married, and you're already causing firewood in your heart. There is firewood in your heart. <laughs> Forget it, man. Right, Mary. Your heart is your asset. Use it for meditation. So you can pray in clarity. Free yourself. And number five, saturate your mind with worship. Because you are a person who is always understanding meditation. I hope you can understand that meditation is not just commercial. Worship is not commercial, sir. Worship is not a commercial transaction. All my sons and daughters in the music industry, can I beg you to upgrade your thinking? I know you need money. I know you have to create industry around your gift. I know you have to create money-making schemes and structure around your gifting. And God will give you the prerequisite and the necessary wisdom to get that done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But please live beyond that. That your worship is determining people's destiny. So worship is not what you do when you have a spare time. It's not, sir. I will show you and I will close on this. Then I continue from next. I thought I would get to the other part of it. I want to talk to you about the effect of meditation. Fire, light, wisdom. But I will do that next time. So I told you I came here ready for you. But let me just stop on this. Every child of God who wants his prayer answered must create worship environment. I told you everything about God is intentional. And you got to behave knowing that somebody is organizing your life because your season is just excellent. Have you ever asked yourself, why did God have to go to talk to his own creature in the cool of the day? You could have spoken to God or God could have spoken to them in the afternoon. You could have spoken to them in the morning, but why cool of the day? One thing I found in my years of serving Jesus is that worship cools you off. When you engage in perfect worship, and you are lost in worship, it cools you off. It's self-delivery. That's the way it delivers you from anxiety. That's the way it picks you out of the crowd. That's the way it realigns you. That is the way it reconditions you. That's the way it just refreshes you. That is why when you come on stage, music minister, and you are shouting, you, put, you, put, you piss me off. You can shout during praise. You can tell us to swing and to jump. When you switch to worship, we don't need your shout. We don't need your skills when it comes to worship. I know you can go down and go up. I am not like Pastor Paul. I am aware. You can. Ah, 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 ah. It's good. When it comes to worship, you are determining an environment. It's an internal environment, it's a spiritual environment. It helps your meditation, it clears off cobwebs. 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 It, 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 it clears off. Whatever is blow, it opens up the portals of heaven. I thought all the worship guys would be looking at my face and not looking down. Because you got to hear this, and every believer got to hear this. It's important. It's important. You cannot be a true Christian, a true pastor, a true believer, and you are absent from worship. It doesn't have to be in Western language, it could be your dialect, whatever it is. Whatever it is that is good for you, either you are singing your worship in Hebrew language, in Hausa language, in Yoruba language, whatever it is, you've got to be a person of worship. And your worship must offer inspiration. Your worship must take you deep in meditation. When you say, How great are thou, you are lost in thoughts of that war, of those works. 
When you say Ari, Ari Biti, you are lost in works of the meaning of that. When you are saying, give me some evil stuff. When you are saying Chimeke, or whatever it is, or Heze, you see, when you are saying those things, you are lost in deep thoughts. Meditation takes you deep, and worship creates environment for a deeper journey. Can you not imagine what happens to you that every second of your life you are just with worship? Load your vehicles with worship. Who are you in prison? You don't need the video, you don't need whiskey, whiskey. Load it with worship. Create environment. The part of an environment, saturated worship is great. It opens up the portals and releases you into deeper flow of meditation and great understanding. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 15 to 18. Elijah was beckoned upon to, for them to get instruction from kings who are going on the battle and they were scared to death that there should be a prophet in town. Okay, there's one called Elijah, the word of the Lord is with him. And he said, if not that I have a respect for Jehoshaphat, I would have heard you guys, but anyways, let's go ahead. He said, but now bring me what? A musician. Musician, did you hear me? The evidence church is not Muslim church, not a local church, not a, an ethnic church. The evidence church is a spiritual church. It's a spirit-giving, spirit-conditioned environment of worship. It's a spiritual church. It's a big musician. Bring the keyboardist, bring the guitarist, bring the drummer, bring the saxophonist, bring all these guys together. Come and look at it. Say, bring me the musician. Thank you, son. Bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played. Can you see how critical you play major role or major roles in our lives and we take it to our various houses? Is that when they played the play, that the hand of the Lord came upon God's servant, upon him. The hand of God means the glory of God. The hand of God means the power of God. Do you know why I, you must embrace the understanding? The church has tried many things, it failed, but God's presence never failed. Have you not wondered and observed that every time the church goes like this, see us, we go, we go like this. We go to management. We teach, teach. We go to leadership. We go to carnal teachings. We go to all sorts. We go, we go, we go, we go, we go. God asks you of bringing us back to prayer. Bringing us back. Look at Joshua Selma. He went to London. Pam! Presence. Jerry Hesse is in London now. See everywhere. Packed like water. Presence. And a consciousness of prayer and God's presence is rising from the church. Sir, be an all-seasoned believer, not a drifted believer. Don't be intellectually driven. Don't wait for somebody says breakthrough before you return back to God. Stay with God. Don't wait for Pastor Paul's breakthrough. You say, ah, Mama Mushi, how far? God. My greatest testimony in my last trip, can I tell you the truth? Is that they said, they said many things, but this one is my greatest testimony. That every time I heard the microphone, there's an invasion of God's presence in the building. Every other things you saw on Facebook, they are not as important to me as that singular feedback. And when they played, that the hand of the Lord rested, and he said, Thus says the Lord. Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water. now. When God takes over, have you provoked an atmosphere of his presence? It is no longer connected to logical reasons or conditions. That's how we come. You may not see water, you may not see wind, you may not see anything blowing. Let's go ahead, go ahead. You may not see all of those stuffs. No, you are not seeing wind. No rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water. So that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. When God blesses you, he extends it. Everybody feels it. Your cattle, your everything, they all come into it. Look at the next thing. Look at the next thing. You know what I just, I sense a breakthrough in my heart right now. That God just blessed somebody with the grace for patience. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but if you are that person, I agree with you. I put my hand of agreement into your hand, and I declare, done. That when you are looking for rain, you may not see. Looking for wind, you may not see. But don't be perturbed. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be distracted. Don't be disturbed. You know why? Because your valley shall be filled. Amen. And it takes patience in the spirit to say, Lord, I'm not seeing wind. I'm not seeing rain. But I'm clear in my spirit. 
Because an environment has been created for his presence. And worship does that effectively. Look at it. Let's finish it. And this is, oh, thank God I read this place. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. You will also deliver the Moabites into your hands. When I read it, God spoke to me through his words. He said, when you stay in worship meditating, difficult matters become simplified. May you never be out of worship again. May you never wait for choir before you worship. May you never wait for worship concert before you worship. Am I still preaching to you this morning? We are going home. May you never wait for the latest song in time before you worship. May worship become your perpetual lifestyle. You know what it does? Can go every time you are lost in worship. Difficult matters are simplified. How will I pay the 200 million naira bills? Simplified. And when God simplifies it, He gives strategies to get it done. How will I do this travel? I don't know. How will I get money? You just lost in worship. I meditated. Simplify. He said, This is a simple matter. After the musician has been requested, my sons, please be different. Stop playing from altar to altar, from place to places. Be an altar yourself. Don't get contaminated. See what we are determining here. If you are really spiritual, see what we are doing. You are simplifying matters. You are invoking the hand of God to come into presence. You are determining a flow of prophetic utterances. You are opening portals so that there can be divine administration. Look at verse 19. Peter, Jesus, Samuel, don't finish singing at the round of the church. You don't do that, but don't do it. Pastor Paul will not follow you to your secrecy, but don't corrupt this altar. I mean your altar, not our altar, your altar, because if you do it well, we all testify. Look at verse 19. And, all, and also, you shall attack every fortified city and every church city, shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good place of the land. With our first night is a little because first 18 has simplified it. Look at 20. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by the way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Boom! Testimony. Did you hear what I'm saying? Testimony. Who can remind me the five things you need to get involved with to have a strong meditation? Number one, get the word. Number two, surround yourself with inspirations. Number three, separate yourself. Number four, free your mind from what? Heaviness and bitterness. And number five, saturate your mind with worship. Rise on your I don't know why you are clapping. I see there's only one person in the building. 